0: Snark production, Market. the, S&P. the Stocks. This is Motley Fool Money.
1: Welcome to Motley Fool Money, the podcast that also didn't put interest rates up this week. I'm Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. He is the straw man himself, Andrew Page Esquire. Mr. Page, g'day. G'day, g'day. How are you? I'm very, very well. How are you? Very good. Very Excellent. good. Oh, I should say you are from strawman.com. Australia's premier online investment club it's one of our correspondents you say private online investment club he's gone with premier investment club I reckon that's (laughs) that could stick you can use the same acronym and uh, really amp it up a bit we're all about the velvet rope here at uh, at (laughs) it's all about the money all about the dollar bills (laughs) anyway dollar dollar bills y'all dollar dollar bills y'all did you ever see the Ross Greenwood thing on that one no, not suitable for work. Anyone who's watching and listening and thinking about that, but um, it's actually very, very funny. Okay, it's uh, yes, it's it's not suitable for work. But Greenwood, I shall be googling immediately after you're, this. You're welcome this to do that. Moving okay. on, uh, mate. A big, well, there are always big weeks these days. Another big week in finance, investing, and economics. Plenty of stuff going on. Um, let's start with maybe the well. I think it is the big news for different reasons than usual. The Reserve Bank had its meeting this week and they kept rates on hold that is not news and not going to surprise anybody unless you've been under a rock and this is the only place you get your news from in which case can i recommend some other places you might want to prefer to get your news from (laughs) but uh rates on hold 4.35 percent. that was kind of a a, you know a big deal i suppose and better than going up for those paying a mortgage the difference i think was the way this was done this is the first of the new style of RBA meetings. Not the new board yet. That's still to come. I think it might be July or September this year. Um, mm-hmm. That's still to come. But the current board is now meeting for two days rather than one.
0: Two they're half meet- days. Two, ha- two, oh, two w- half
1: days, correct. You said one half day, yeah. Um, <laughs> they are So two half days rather than one. They're only meeting eight times this year rather than the usual 11. So that's new as well, eight times. And Governor Michelle Bullock had a press conference. And actually, had to kind of stand up in front of the assorted media and give her thoughts on what has uh, happened, what she thought, uh, answer mm-hmm. some some questions of, of varying degrees of quality. Let me say, we might get Ooh, back yeah. to that in a second. Yes, did let's. you watch it?
0: I I watched. I had I started watching it, cool. and then I, I started multitasking,
1: which <laughs> meant that I which meant that I stopped <laughs> paying attention to it. I was watching um, on the computer, and the young bloke walked past. He was it was after school. He said, yeah. "Dad, what are you watching?" <laughs> like the Reserve Bank decision, said why? I said, "That's my job." He said, "Oh, okay." wandered off. <laughs> he wasn't impressed at all. Sucks to be you, Dad. <laughs> yeah, you be watching YouTube, Dad. What are you watching this for? are <laughs> you going to say. Uh, I was just going to say. I mean, the theatre
0: of it is noteworthy. I, uh, y- you know, it is. I don't know what I think about it. On, on one hand, that's what the US do. The um, Fed chairman has to front up and answer questions. I like the idea that it gives a platform for journalists on our behalf to clarify what might be in the minds of, yeah. of these, this very powerful institutions. So that's sort of like, it's hard to go against that. Mm. But if you, the reason I zoned out is that
1: <laughs> they can't say anything. Yeah, it was so- we're never, we, never going to, that's the other thing, right? All, all the journalists want is, tell us about things you didn't write. Well, I didn't this, write them because I didn't want to say them. That, that's, it's, it's this really weird dance. Do you know what struck stuck out for me was what everyone wants,
0: yeah. I think in a word, and it's understandable, yeah. is is certainty. Yeah. We want certainty. So mm-hmm. they tried to Michelle did an
1: astounding job. She did, I will did, say yeah. that. For someone right? who's not a not a you know, press tribe, she's done some training, but you know, this is she's an iconocrat, right? She spends her life yeah. doing spreadsheets. And has yeah. you got to stand up in front of trained journalists who yep. ordinarily would be giving elbow curry. Yeah. And, and and you know answer their question, like man that's freaky in the first place. Go on, she did it right, very- and they lo- they wanted the gotchas, they wanted the can yes. you rule in or
0: rule out? Yeah. It's just like oh, <laughs> God, seriously, is this the st- yes? <laughs> is, this is the state of journalism in this country, oh. and and um, uh, yeah, but and it's understandable right so what are you going to do what are you going to do so i was um actually on channel 7 the other night okay. and um shout out to to Ange Cox so she's she's a legend and she um, is. she's she's a fan of the podcast too which, oh, which good. is how it all happened okay. so okay. special shout out to Ange and, nice. um so we had a great chat and and anyway my, my the point that i i was sort of making was that the this melts my brain a little bit mm-hmm. is that the one of the important uh tools that the RBA has is the jawbone we've we've spoken yes. about this before yep. Yep. and and this is the idea that the what central bankers say is Almost as important as the actual policy
1: settings themselves. Yes, particularly about so, the future. They get to kind of say, "Well, we might have to do this," or "We were thinking yep. about that." It's all the stuff they didn't quite do or might do in the future if we don't take the if we have, if we don't get the message right. One day we'll do a drinking. The next the next the next time <laughs> it's probably a bit early in the day,
0: but the next <laughs> the next time it's on, we'll do a drinking game. And every time she says, "On the other hand," um, <laughs> we have to take a drink, right? we'll be we'll be under the table <laughs> within like five minutes. Correct. Because everyone's like, what can you do? Is this going to happen? Is that not going to happen? Now, yeah. let's say I'm, – I'm, this is going to sound conspiratorial. It's not. But let's say that they're in, behind closed doors. They're thinking, actually, I think inflation is, you know, it's still a bit higher than what we like, but it's trending yeah. in the right direction. We're comfortable with that. Unemployment is still really low. You know, I think we're in a good position to maybe start cutting rates in the near future. She can't say that, though, because if she says that, it, as soon as that is said, it is taken as as red. And it's as if it as if it was already cut. Uh, exhibit A: Philip Lowe saying that rates. Well, again, he was taken a little bit out of context. To be uh, fair to Phil, but yeah, you correct, know, correct. Um, uh, what people heard was rates aren't going anywhere for 2024. Yeah. So, what did people do? People acted as if that was fact, and then oh, were upset when you it know happens. What?
1: I I don't even reckon they did, mate. No, I don't. I I've never heard someone who said I wasn't going to buy a house but I did because the RBA said rate to be lower for another year. <laughs> I, I think this is all – I honestly think this is all after the fact where it's like now it hurts, and that bad man said it wouldn't hurt this much. I don't yeah, I don't. I, I don't yeah. reckon uh, – maybe 14 people in the country did something yep. specifically because Phil said it would be staying low. I reckon everyone's gone, I did it anyway. I was going to do it anyway. Yeah, and, 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 it, and it didn't go up, so now I'm really annoyed that I'm just paying more interest. It's like, well, yeah. yeah. I, I, I reckon – I said, you count on two hands and maybe one foot. A number of people actually went, I wasn't going to do it, but Phil said I should, so now I'm going to. But yeah,
0: I I, no, no, no. I think that's fair. However, however, let's yeah. like like play it through. If if Ms. Bullock had gone up and said that, oh look, yeah, we're 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 really expecting to cut rates in the near term. Yeah, markets would price that very quickly. Banks would take that as red. Borrowers would take that as as red. And you're right. You're right. Maybe that people were going to do whatever they were going to do anyway. But I bet you the market would have rallied on the back of that news because <laughs> yes. you know just it, and and remember That's nothing. True. They have they, we've, they've come out and said it's on hold. We're not changing anything. Yeah. The settings. Yeah. Our hands are. We've backed away from the console. We're not twiddling the dials. <laughs> but but that jawbone has had a a, a, a really a potent and real impact. Yeah. And and that is. That is why um, I think she was she was pretty guarded, and and the, the answers the answers are always the same. Mm. We don't know. Yeah, we correct. think this. Correct. Correct. Uh, if if this happens, then maybe that. If not, no. Yeah. we'll be driven by the data. Now I could take that answer and I can cut and paste that on pretty much on after any any correct. meeting exactly. And and it was funny on on Twitter. You see people who are expecting have a certain view on what rates are going to do this year, <laughs> using that as, you know, exhibit A as to why they were right. Yeah, and people right. who have the opposite <laughs> view, using it as exhibit A Same as to thing. why they are right. And this is why I say there's so yeah. much theatre to this. You know, yeah, like the, the, you know, the priest has, you know, ascended the mountain and said yeah, something. We yeah. we are all like looking at the, through the entrails <laughs> and, you know, analysing every word. It is, I, I just find it, I find it mad, uh, frankly.
1: Yeah. It, is. It, it is crazy, mate. I... Yeah, one of the journos actually literally asked her, on a scale of one to 10, what number would you give for your confidence level in your (laughs) forecast? Uh, and five. And, <laughs> well, that, that, that was the great thing about it. Michelle bull has gone, well, it's a mid-range forecast, so five. That's the point. Yeah. yeah. Know, which, which, is, which is a, yeah, a perfectly, you yeah, know, perfect iconocrat's answer, which, you know, just, it, was, it, was a, it was supposed to be this kind of, you know, you're not giving me a yes or no, but maybe if I ask you for a scale, you'll do it. It's like, no, Michelle looks all over this one. She knows what, what the, you yes. know, the, the, the midpoint of the forecast is the 50th percentile. That's why it's the midpoint. That's yeah. easy, you know. So this is I, where I come back
0: know. to answer your question, like is it a good or bad thing to have yeah. this meeting? It's like, Well, in theory, it's a good thing. In practice – it's it's just more for the circus. I, I don't I don't think what what actually comes out of it. I don't know if I was better informed afterwards mm. than I would have been if with just a simple statement.
1: No, I agree, and that that's my look. You know, they they say never have an argument with someone who buys ink by the barrel. In other words, don't don't yeah. argue with a journalist or or a newspaper provider. Um, yeah. And you know the media want there, want to be able to ask the questions, and you know they were all there and got so oh, I'm so and so from this outlet, so I was there and doing my thing, and that's that's fine. And you know mm-hmm. there were some good people there doing doing asking questions on behalf of their audience. But the simple reality is the RBA has said what they're going to say. There is no need for it. At best, what they end up getting is Michelle Bullock misspeaking and getting a gotcha, because that's the only thing that's going to come yeah. out of that. The, the yeah. only way there was a headline out of that press conference is was if she screwed up. Yep. and so basically, it was a, It's it's not it's not about more color or more flavor or more anything else. It's just if I ask you enough questions, if I do it often enough, can I finally get a gotcha at some point? That's Which is the reality TV angle, right? It's the Real yeah, Housewives it's-
0: angle. It's like the it's the tabloid. Oh look, you know, uh, look look what she did. She fell flat in her face, and we all
1: cheer <laughs> and ha ha ha. It's, it's a bit of a what would you what would you juvenile. tell people of Australia about this? Yeah. Like you know, it's it's all. I, I will say, I'm going to give myself a wrap, actually, because, uh, you know, we like confirmation bias, as you said. Absolutely. The two, the two best questions by length of the straight were by two people I've had on the Good Oil podcast. Oh, so I'm give them, them a wrap and give myself a wrap for Good Judgment because I've already had them on. They've been uh, their episodes of Ed. Michael Pascoe and Jenny Duke asked, asked excellent questions. I thought oh. they were, in terms of, you know, the implications of it. And this was the the difference is, uh, you know, you want to say, well, what, you know, what, you, what did you really think? Well, I've told you what I really think. It's in the it's in the numbers. If you're going to ask questions for clarity, if you have got more information, then you say either this is effectively this wasn't in the numbers or wasn't in the data. What does it say about this thing? What does that mean for this thing? Uh, and Jenny Duke and Michael Pasco both asked really really good questions. So give them. So a what were the questions? I, I'm trying to remember Jenny's actually. Michael Pasco's was about full employment. Okay. And his, his point was... Oh, he, that was excellent. You wrote an article about it subsequently, but he basically... Yeah. He was the guy, by the way, who asked Phil Lowe if we're in a technical per capita recession uh, uh. at National Press Club. Again, the best question at the National Press Club. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's something to be said for, for grey hair. Um, Pascoe's a, a gun. We are in,
0: so- by the way, very, very quick aside, we are in big trouble when a lot of these veterans retire uh, I don't know if the new yeah. – co- so apologies. Apologies to the younger financial journalists out there. But, you know, the likes of Ross Gittins and Pasco and et cetera, yes, when, yes. when they, when they uh, get the gold watch and, and, and retire, I feel as though we're going to be much less informed as a nation.
1: I, I will say – so the New Daily as a, as a, as a, as a newspaper whatever it is, new site these days, uh, owned by the superannuation funds, and so it gets a lot of grief about being this lefty union-backed thing, whatever, whatever, whatever. I have very little time and interest in that, as you know. Um, but it's got people like Pasco who's just writing a column basically because he wants to. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure he's getting paid for it. I'm sure he likes getting paid for it. But Pasco yeah. could happily just say on the sunset, but he's got something to say and he's got some mm. value. Mm. Alan Cole is doing the same. His best stuff has been on New yeah. Daily as well. It's, a, it's just a platform. You know, yep. we'll we'll pay you we'll pay you if they pay him a week. I'm sure they do it for nothing. Um, you know, to, to write your to write a column, which yep. is insightful and thoughtful and as a result of your X years of of experience. And it's just really good. I, I share your concern, actually, mate. Just as a quick tangent about those veterans who are potentially, at some point, well, officially will leave. I'm yep. still not sure Ross Gittins is not immortal. I'm holding on to that one, like Warren Buffett. They're, yeah. they're in my uh, immortals list. Yeah, but uh, such, I'm such a fanboy. By the oh, way, you got yeah, to get, so. get him on the pod. He's he's outstanding. I've I, I just quietly You've been trying. Knows, if you don't <laughs> get to, to Ross, please do for me because I've seen him an email. I've got absolute donuts. So if you if you do uh, if you do know Ross, please uh, please uh, send him my way. Um, yeah, no, it's a it, yeah. You're right. I, I I guess once upon a time Pasco and Gittins and Kohler were the Young Turks. So maybe maybe we shouldn't be too worried. Hopefully there'll be someone coming up. And yeah, um, actually, in some, so just quickly, Ross Gittins on the seventh. So it was this Wednesday, just gone. Celebrated his 50th anniversary of writing at the Herald, which is just amazing. It's brilliant. Um, And there's a lot of of stuff written about him. And
0: still as sharp as ever. What my economics teacher in year 10, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to date myself too much, was a long- (laughs) It was pretty internet, right? (laughs) But we had to- It was such a, a formative experience because part of the- Part of that year was you have to read Ross Skittens, not you have yeah. to read the finance section of the Herald yeah. or, or whatever. No, you have to read <laughs> Ross, Ross specifically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. it was just like it was it was it was a, it was one of the best um, things a teacher's ever done, really. Yeah. And I'll I say read, this very done. quickly with with Ross and 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 um, Michael is that they I don't believe they're formal formally trained economists. And I'm not sure about Ross. Ross certainly isn't. Ross isn't, and and I actually think that that gives you. Uh, no disrespect to those that are trained in it but I, I feel as though they come at it uh, without preconceived judgments yeah. and they, they have sort of like all of us gone well how does that work yeah. and they've gone off and sort of just picked at that until they've gotten a, a what they feel is a good sort of understanding and I, I just feel as though I would take those two's opinion on the economy over most of the, all of the senior bank economists and, and most of the other ones, frankly, and I, I think they just have far better takes and mm-hmm. understand what the economy is and how it works better than, than a lot of other people. Yeah, I think it's a really, really good point. So if he doesn't come onto your podcast after that gushing praise. like <laughs> <does it?
1: laughs> That's right, Ross, come on. Come on. Um- Anyway, so really, really quickly, uh, they, there's a whole lot of articles I've tweeted about it too, jump on that, uh, about Ross's 50th kind of anniversary of the Herald and all that kind of stuff. And, and he, he, in that article, he talks about mentoring about you know, maybe a dozen or 15 um, different different junior, junior economics journals, and hopefully they kind of you know, benefit okay. from that and go on to, to, achieve, to achieve great things like Ross has. But you're right about that, that concern. Um, winding it all the way back to the RBA. Uh, by the way, you asked about Pascoe's question. It was about uh, unemployment and basically asking, wh- you know, when, what is mm. full employment? Will we ever know it? Are we already past that point? And it was the one time Michelle Bullock actually looked rattled. And again, it was because she knew the questions she didn- to expect, right? From the usual ones was, what do you have interest rates? What about this? Why isn't it up? What's your forecast? And, and Pascoe's going, well, what does that mean for full employment then? Yeah. And she just wasn't ready for the question, which is, again, not, not a criticism of her. And it wasn't a gotcha question. It was a genuine, hey, where are we then? What, what, what does this mean? What does the RBA think about full employment? Uh, remembering, of course, it used to be four point five percent was the kind of generally accepted number, and now under four, we're kind of saying, "Well, hang on, I don't know anymore. What 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 is it? Where does it sit? You know?" And that's w- kind wasn't, of wasn't
0: wasn't that answer very telling? I thought it was very telling.
1: I Michelle gave well, us why
0: she basically said, "I'll paraphrase." Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What's full? now? Yeah. We used to have this. What was it? non accelerating rate of unemployment I correct the non-, non accelerating inflation rate of unemployment no room. right yeah so well you, want, you want you the, the full employment yes. is the is defined as that level of employment which doesn't lead to uh, doesn't have inflationary impacts correct um so it's not you know, it, it's what's that? Well, it depends what model you want to use and what assumptions you want to apply into it. And we don't know it. because by the time it gets yeah. there, it's hard to tell. Yeah. It's, it's an, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's like, you know, it's, it's like they might as well have gotten up and said, Hey, Michelle, what is love? <laughs> <kind of
1: like, laughs> Baby, don't yeah. hurt me. Don't <laughs> hurt me no more. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, it's sort of like, well, like, I, I guess we've got a sense of what yeah. it means, but how do I define that? And, it, it just goes to show you, and this is not being critical of her or the board mm-hmm. or anything in any way, but we, ex- again, we want certainty. We want these yeah. hard data yeah. points and they, we, they're not there. Certainty doesn't exist. And even when you look yes, at the, right. the framework which is in, in which they operate, they don't really have clear definitions for these things. And I, mm-hmm. I, find, that, I find that very telling. And yet, okay, so you go, okay, fair enough. Like, how, you know, what is love? How, how, can, how can you define it, right? <laughs> um, and yet, and yet- they have forecasts for this thing and where they mm-hmm. think they would like it to be. Yeah. So it's like, hey, Scott, what what's the kind of un- unemployment rate that we need? Oh, we don't know <laughs> You can't. I can't. I can't give you that number. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, so what's your plan? Well, we want to get unemployment to this rate because we think that's going to be the right setting. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. but but you just sorry, is, didn't you just say you don't <laughs> exactly. know? Like, square <laughs> yes. that circle yes. for me. Yeah. And that's why I say it's telling that it's just. I think it was a little bit of a v- peek behind the veil here. It's like. Mm-hmm. Mm, you know, we all suffer from imposter syndrome. I'm, I'm sure yeah. late at night, all the very senior members of the RBA board go, "Oh my gosh, please, please, no one discover me yeah. for the." <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Not I no, I want to say are. fraud, yeah. but you yeah. know, but yeah. like, I, fake it till you make it, right? And
1: and uh, I
0: don't know, I
1: don't know. Yeah, I'm being no, I'm right. being cynical. You're right. I think. Well, you know what? It, it's it's also one of those things that. So what I I actually think she should have owned the answer honestly rather than rather sheepishly answering it and kind of scurrying off, which is kind of what she did because she goes she's been rattled. And I don't blame her. She's an iconoclast. I've said it a million times. I really genuinely feel sorry for Lo and for Michelle Bullock. They're not training this stuff. You know, the head of most CEOs of most companies are the head salesperson one way or the other, right? Because they've mm. got that skill. They're appointed mm. for that reason. Reserve Bank governors you kind of don't want. Ideally, you don't really want the polished performer because you're trading off something else. If you're, you know, if you've got two perfectly identical candidates and one happens to be great with the media, excellent. Mm-hmm. If you start to say, oh, look, the next one's not quite as good as this other candidate, but they talk well and they've got a nice smile, it's like, oh, that's a slippery mm. slope, right? So you kind of don't want mm-hmm. them to do that. On the other hand, the gotcha kind of politics we have at the moment is also pretty ugly. So yeah. I, I she should have owned it and said, we, we actually don't know, because that is the reality. That's the yeah. that's the reality of economics, right? That, yeah. that thing of we're all guessing, we're trying to apply educated guesswork based on like a lifetime of study and, and a whole lot of experience and evidence and stuff. And mm. there's things we know and things we don't know and things we kind of know directionally or, or, you know, or roughly that kind of tend to play out more often than not. And that's okay too. Yeah, you know, what's full employment? I don't know. Um, mm. how low does unemployment get before it pushes wages up well we don't know but you know we're going to probably find out if things stay low at the moment mm. it's all that stuff that we just kind of assumed and we're learning mm. that maybe when you get below that level actually we were wrong and so we recalibrate I think that's okay I think I'd almost she said so many times this is our forecast on one hand on the other hand she could have just literally said we're not sure no one's ever Sh-
0: sure shoulder shrug we're in no. new territory no, no, no.
1: F- 40 years later you know 40 years to be in this level we, we can't know we haven't been here we're, we're finding out good question Michael um, that would have been would have been a, the right answer, right? Rather than kind of feeling like it was she should have known, and because she didn't, it was a problem. I think that's and that's you know there, there is that your know, post syndrome is one side of it. The other side is that uh, I don't want to say arrogance because I certainly want to, don't know don't apply it to Michelle Bullock, but that idea of if I. I think I should know the answer. If I don't know the answers. That's a problem. As opposed mm. to, there's mm-hmm. lots of stuff we don't know, and saying "I don't know" is a really, really powerful answer. You and I do it all the time with predictions and forecasts and share prices and even companies. I don't know, but I think... Oh,
0: it's a it's just a, for anyone listening. I think it's a superpower, not because yeah. we're anything special, but like <laughs> well, we it, it's just I, any, anyone out there in any field or any domain. Those are the three most powerful words in the world: is to yeah, say I, "I don't know" when you don't know. It, it's it's because <laughs> <laughs> because if you don't know and you pretend that
1: you do bad stuff can happen anyway continue solid point no that was that was about it look so the press conference i think i think it's a waste of time um uh, again great question from those two even then you know i I, what you know what i like is it is the stuff that the rba hasn't talked about The stuff they're not going to say because i haven't put it in the thing because i haven't said it if there's something that's not in the statement then that's where you add value because you add you add to the, the 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 breadth Of the commentary rather than trying to nail into one thing and say, You didn't say this, can you say it now? It's like, No, I didn't say it on purpose. I'm not going to say it now. What are you, stupid? As opposed to, Actually, you haven't talked about Nairu or the full employment for a while. Can we talk about that? You know, that, mm. that's where you actually add to what was written. I think that's really, really useful. Yes. So, man, hopefully hopefully it improves. Um, first, first, and by the way, first time out for everybody, including the journalists. So, yeah, you know, yeah. eventually they're going to stop asking those questions because Michelle Bull's going to answer them the same way. And they're going to have to move on to something else and say, okay, well, then what about this then? I think yeah. that's probably, you know, maybe it evolves over time. Um, I think I've said before, I don't love eight meetings um, mm. other, rather than 11. You mm. uh, know, in, in a 24-7 world, waiting six weeks between meetings rather than four weeks. Is it a big deal? Probably not. But on the other hand, Think about the rate hiking cycle we had more recently. Mm. If we'd have had eight meetings, they would have had to raise it in larger chunks less often. And I don't think that's ever a good idea. (laughs) Smooth smooth is always better than than jerky. Go on.
0: Can they, I believe they can. um, Can they have a quote unquote emergency meeting? So
1: yeah, I don't know for sure, but
0: I'm, I'm a million percent sure they can. Like so, something something real yeah. went down. Um, they could just like, okay, it's not we're not yeah. due for a meeting, yeah. but uh, we'll have a
1: meeting. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure they can. But it's just one, it's one of those things we kind of think, you know, in this, in this world, you know, less action is good if your job is not to take action. But that's kind of is their job. You know, yeah. if you're investing, yeah. investing less often is great. You know, worrying less often about the the ups and downs is great. If there's genuinely something happening, you know, you're right. If there's a big if there's a big dislocation, they'll meet. But yeah. one of those, you know, again, just if you catch your mind back to the last two years mm-hmm. and say. If they only had eight meetings, what would happen at each meeting? The answer would have been we would have had less frequent, larger jumps. And I don't know the impact on consumer confidence, business confidence in both directions. On that one, is like you know, each meeting now becomes up. maybe it's going to be half a percent rather than a quarter. It's it just mm-hmm. it just changes dynamics. So I'd rather do it more often. I don't mind the two-day meeting. Um, I don't know what happens inside that room. Michelle Book said there was more time for for conversation, but she would say that because <laughs> the treasurer said he wanted it, so she did it. So what else do you say? Uh, but i'm, sure I'm pretty you, I'm pretty sure what happens in that room is from that <laughs> south Park
0: clip where there's there's that they get a chicken and chop its head off and it runs around a board that has different decisions on it and wherever the body lands <laughs> while someone plays a kazoo uh I'm again i've not, I have not some, seen that but yeah, yeah that's another thing to youtube uh look look up
1: <laughs> south park and uh yes anyway or ross greenwood um yeah. hey really massive oh, tangent Go oh before you do yes, uh, yes, or, yes. i don't know well are you no no, no both, I, don't, well. I, don't,
0: I don't want to move on from no, the no. rba stuff just yet but the the other thing that i think is very interesting is that the and this is what pascal was talking about i think in in his article was yeah. the making making comment of the lag effects yes so they have we've gone through the tight the fastest rate tightening cycle in history mm-hmm. and uh as as you've made the comment others have made the comment you know inflation really trending sort of down if you sort of look at it on a run rate basis it's like hmm, kind of very close to job done mm. and and um it's this idea of steering a container ship while only looking backwards, right? Yeah, that's right? By the time you see ice in your wake and you crank the wheel hard to port or starboard or whichever <laughs> direction you're going yes. again, I'm going to get flummoxed by my nautical terms here. <laughs> um, it's going to, ta- it's going to take like a, 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 up to a year. And yeah. don't forget, we're only still a partway through this. It's a bit of a hackney term, but the mortgage cliff that's uh, at, at this point in time uh, as well. So yeah. it, it Will be a, like. Well, I've got to be careful here. If it turns out that the increases were too aggressive, we actually don't really, we don't really. I don't think we can definitively say whether that is true or not yet, because because of that lag effect. Um, and then if that is the case, they will need to react very quickly on the other on the other side of that. So I don't know. I just, I just thought I, I wanted to raise that because I was keen to get your thoughts on on. On that
1: yeah, part I of think, it, I think you're right. I the only, I've said I've said a lot. Um, over the last, geez, two years probably. The last RBA rate rise will be one too many, because mm. it always is. Yep. And so uh, the, the, I think the, the only the only exception I had for Pascoe's article again, I, I'm a massive Pascoe fan, um, was the expectation that they wouldn't get it wrong. Almost, you know, there, yeah. there's if, if you think about what's going to happen, the RBA is always going to be wrong. They waited till to put rates up. I mean, maybe, maybe eventually, maybe they're right sometimes. But again, because the future is unknowable to your very point, you're not going to know whether you've under or overshot until it's too late. Yep. And so when you're at a tightening bias, in other words, when you're increasing rates, you're probably going to go too far. Mm. When you're lowering rates like they did, they're probably going to go too far because you're so, you're so desperately trying to avoid the thing that's the clear and present danger now. Mm. Mm. Given, their, given their druthers, they're going to say, well, what do I want to do? Do I want to, do I want to almost fix inflation or do I want to overfix it? And generally speaking, it's not I don't think the other thing is I don't think it's unreasonable if you had a choice. If I said to you, mate, you can you can do two things. You can you can err on the side of maybe, you know, foot on the throat, almost over, you let him get back up and run away, or you say, I'm gonna absolutely make sure this thing's dead. Mm. You know, you you're probably I would anyway, I don't know about you, you may have a different view, but I'm gonna make sure it's dead. Mm. So so I'm probably gonna over tighten, right? And then I'm gonna have to respond. And I and I guess I my, my my point is just to, to Pasco's point was he's absolutely right. But I think that's not exactly a, oh, it's a feature, not a bug. It's not a feature. We don't, we don't want it. But it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's kind of just what happens. It, it almost always is the case that we have, we go one too many uh, in either direction all the time because that's just the nature of people and the nature of the challenges we're trying to fix when we're trying to stimulate the economy to make sure it doesn't hit recession. We're probably going to overstimulate because we're desperately trying to keep it out of recession. When you're tightening to try and kill inflation, you're probably going to over-tighten to make sure you kill inflation it's, it's kind mm. of almost inherent in the job um, so I don't know I, I you know in a perfect world of course you would do exactly right each time but yeah. given those lag effects I don't know I, I, I'm not hindsight's always twenty twenty two, right like you always look back and say well obviously they did the wrong thing there they should have done this mm. it's like yeah but the counterfactual you don't get to see and if they hadn't done it what would have happened you know people say well the government's COVID spending was too much look where we are now it's mm. like yes but what if we hadn't done it what would happen then mm. well I, I don't know but, but they've done the wrong thing now it's like yeah and so yeah, I'm just I I'm always a little bit slow to blame the Reserve Bank or I blame the government plenty. But in that kind of case, I've said about the Morrison COVID support, it was big, fast, and ugly. It was mm-hmm. exactly what it needed to be because mm-hmm. you didn't have time for fine-tuning the first time around. Second time around, they should have fixed some of the, some of the errors. But mm-hmm. first time around, out of the gates, like, we've got a week to sort this out. What do we do? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Let's do these three things and make sure it happens. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I try and be a little bit generous with... The uncertainty that happens at the time that in hindsight is seemingly 2020 and easy to look at and go, oh, obviously they made those mistakes. Mm. I don't know. Am I, am I being too generous? Uh, not not towards the people, but just the setup, I
0: guess is my I, I, I right. feel as though we, we put we put people who ostensibly are honest, capable, well meaning people um in control of things that we shouldn't expect anyone. Yeah, that's right. able, it is. It is too hard. It, yeah. it is way right. too hard. Yeah. Um, it's like having a commissioner for the roulette wheel, and who mm-hmm. has to like give a prediction on where the ball's going to land. It's like, well, <laughs> that's a mugs game. Why am I? You know, I don't want that job. I'm always you know going to have mud on my face. And yeah. is it like, is that the person yeah, exactly. dumb, bad, evil for getting it wrong, or have we just
1: asked yeah. too much of them? It's inherent, right? it's inherent in, the, in the task, exactly. The, yeah, the
0: sister, it, it's kind of it, it, it's a it's a it, it is an impossible. System, which is where we get into our, our sort of our fundamental ideological yeah. kind of divides yeah, here. So yeah, let's not yeah. let's not go down that path. But it, that, I guess that'd be my take.
1: No, that's fair. Hey, um, I, I want to I want to pick that up. This is a beautiful segue, actually, because that was on Tuesday, I think, also on Tuesday. It might have been Monday. I think it was Tuesday. Nick Scali and Meyer both reported their earnings, mm. and for all of the inflation's obviously dead, it's going the right way. We're getting there already. Things are going to happen really quickly. There was a little moment of pause for me when those numbers came out. Myers um, same-store sales were the same for the sec- or the, f- the first half of their financial year, so the second half of last year, as they were the year before. Nick Scali's were down 20%, but then up in January. Mm. And it kind of makes you, you know, again, not with any ideological differences on what we should try and or not try to do, there, what there's, there's, you know, if if inflation's dead or almost dead, there was a sense of are we so sure it's not stirring? You know, Nick Scali is probably the ultimate discretionary retail. Their sales were down twenty percent in the second half of last year compared to the year before, right? So massive fall, like just catastrophic drop in sales. But then January they rose again. Now there is a there is a year-on-year. Year, there's a comparable a base effect. If you like there's, if you start low, it's hard not to go higher. Mm. On the other hand, the declines we saw throughout the second half of last calendar year have reversed to be gains again. Mm. And you kind of look at that and go, oh, I really, really hope this isn't a sign that maybe you know the RBA hasn't done quite enough or that inflation isn't quite dead or that demand isn't quite as subdued as it needs to be. But let's take the RBA out of it. The demand isn't quite as subdued as it needs to be to actually see inflation off. Then maybe there is, if not a second surge, at least some sense that... There's signs of recovery or uh, growth or something, and again, Phoenix Scarley shareholders very happy for you. For my shareholders, those shares jumped as well, so I'm happy for both of you. But I don't know, mate. Am I am I am I being too worried when you get discretionary retail sales growing with rates at four point three five percent?
0: I actually, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I struggle with it too. My, I think we need to always be careful with general. Um, economic data points and mm. company results is that there are, there's a lot of shades of gray here. Yeah, and yeah. I, I just think Nick Scarly, I would class as one of the best retailers on the ASX and in the country. It's up yeah. there with JB Hi-Fi and Bunnings, like just, and I say that with uh, objective um, yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on my side. Yeah. I just, they have grown their earnings at some unbelievable rate over a very, very <laughs> long period of time. Yeah. But anyone who's been to an Nick Scali store or has a Nick Scali product, product, these are very high-end quality products. Mm, yeah. You know, it's not for the Uber rich, but it's, you know, it's not fantastic <laughs> yes, furniture. Right. You know, they, and that's not have a going, at fantastic furniture. You, you, I think as a retailer, you need to know your niche. Mm. And so the kind of people who are buying the custom-made leather couch, mm. um, uh, I would suspect are more able to be resilient in the face of economic uncertainty. Mm. Um, and so I think, I, I what are we when what do we interpret from these results? I think we can make an interpretation on the client set that a Nick Scarly would have, but mm-hmm. we must be careful not to extend that to the to the entire economy you know it's like, oh right. sales are up twenty percent I like well you yeah, know'm I'm, I'm pretty sure the the bottom forty percent <laughs> um socioeconomic group are not buying yes, the yes, new yes, leather cap yes. I'm sure they are, have probably not probably doing it as tough as they have ever done mm-hmm. um so that 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 it's that bifurcation kind of idea that I have with the economy is you've got to be careful with this stuff I, I noticed the other day too in some of the big European and, and US luxury brands are just on fire like they're just doing so incredibly well um, and again that's because there's there is the haves and the haves not and and there they are very different markets and economies so I guess that's the nuance that I would 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 sort of say the interesting thing is between Nick and Myers is that they're both at a PE of ten. They yeah, are, share. You know, Nick Scali has grown its per share earnings from twenty one cents in twenty fifteen to a dollar twenty five last, last year. Uh, Myers has gone <laughs> from twelve cents to nine cents over that period. You yeah. know, uh, one one is uh, a really well run company. The other's experiencing very difficult structural changes <laughs> and, and maybe poor historical decision making. And yeah, and exactly. so. Um, I it, that's the thing that surprises me is that, you know, it, with investors out there with the luxury of choice, and if you want to go to retail, it's like, well, people are actually saying that, no, they're both worth the same relative to relative to their earnings. Like, I don't want your money where my money would go if I had to choose between those two. It's all yeah, I'm saying.
1: I think that's right. I want to go back to your first point, if I can, mate, because mm. I've, I've seen that response before. Obviously, it's the boomers. You know, boomers going to boom. Someone said on Twitter, which is all very nice <laughs> and like, funny. And, yeah. no, I don't know. I just, I, I, I just, I, I'm so over the generation war stuff. It's just, it just drives me a little bit nuts. Anyway, um, except so, so I, I hear that. Except that, SARS were down twenty percent last year, mm. and then now they're growing again. And, and maybe it is. Maybe, maybe Scully's washed out all of the. Um, all of the, the the Xs and the Zs and whatever comes after that, the double As and A Bs and A Cs. If you're a concert goer, um, <laughs> uh, you know maybe they were just washed out. Maybe maybe that's all that's left. And so then they're growing from that base for that reason. But mm. it just struck me that there is there is growth. You know, if if we would said, well, Sky is not down at all because it's all boomers. Okay, fair enough. If they'd sailed through with no sales decline last year, we be like, yeah, of course. But there was a like one one dollar and five of sales disappeared, which shows they are exposed meaningfully i think to economic circumstances mm. and that's why i don't know that we can apply that view of well obviously the sales are growing because they've got boomer customers who aren't impacted by rates because if that was true it wouldn't have happened <coughs> Excuse me, there wouldn't have been a sales decline last year so i i, I that's, why I'm, that's why i'm just a little bit i'm, I'm a little bit nervous probably I, i'm watchful i'm mindful that there's something going on here something has changed between the end of last year and the beginning of this calendar year. Mm. And I don't know what that is yet, but I, but I, I, I am, you know, the part of me that the part of me that hopes, I don't want, I don't want rates to go up and and maybe rates have already gone up too far to, to your and Pascoe's point. But if inflation doesn't come down, if it has kind of got a second wind, mm. there might still be more work to do this year. I, I don't think we should assume necessarily that the game is over, the race is won and, um, Q George Bush and mission accomplished on the on the on the aircraft carrier. Um, we want to be a little bit careful with that. I think I, I, I maybe again maybe I'm just being too 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 nervous, but just yeah, it's interesting.
0: I mean, look, look this is the this is uh, the you you can take two people can take the same data point and have the exact opposite interpretation, which is which I always find um, interesting and noteworthy, right? But but there's I, I feel as though if you're a Nick Scarly shareholder, um. None of this is really new. If you've ever held shares for any meaningful period of time, this happened all the time. Maybe not to the same kind of magnitude, but they have big swings in their sales. Um, there, yeah, there is correct. a natural yeah. variability yep. that is there, and and it's yep. not always predicated on, uh, you know, very serious macro concerns. It's, mm-hmm. it, it, it just is you know that my yeah, my, yeah. my four holiday homes the leather couches are in good condition <laughs> you know until yeah, they're exactly. not and then i'll replace exactly. them or, or whatever whatever it is that that people do there yeah yeah um can i just say just quietly too the, the one of the oh. Nick, Nick Squ- scalia they they talk about sales orders separately from revenues all oh, right and uh and is it because they they you go in you look at the the samples that are out there and say, I want that kind of couch, but I want this kind of fabric on it or whatever it is they, they, they build to order. In other words, they don't have a bunch of inventory sitting around. Which I think is a really yeah. cool business model. Yeah, it's great model, right? cool, isn't it? Yeah, so it's like, and that's why you so say I'm buying this couch. It's it's a reasonably expensive couch. I don't just I don't just whip around to the loading dock and, and drive home with it. Uh, like it'll right. it'll be delivered in six weeks because they're going to make it for you. Mm. Um, and and p- most people will be happy to wait for that. But it also mm. I means just from an inventory management um, standpoint, it gives them a it gives them a lot more. Um, flex in their business model because imagine in that period where sales did drop 20 percent they had they would invested all this money in making couches that no one ultimately ended up needing or fashions change or you know it's just 100%. it's just so good, I, it? I love that model. i just love that more yeah, these smart but yeah. mo- they are they are they are grade
1: a retailers yeah correct all right let's, let's go move on from there mate um to something else that's been huge news this week is the workplace reform bill that mm. at the time of recording, we're recording this on Thursday morning, the 8th of Feb. So give us some uh, give us some slack if we're getting this wrong. Um, they haven't yet been proposed or been put to parliament and there's a lot of things going on in the background. So there's the same job, same pay stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the right to disconnect, which is kind of that something worth interesting. There's the, uh, the right of a casual to request and unless an employer's got a good reason not to, to be made permanent, to be put on the full-time roster rather than be a casual. Mm. Um, apparently hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages worth of, of legislation too. And the usual, the usual arguments, mate, unions say this is necessary and important and worthwhile. The employers say it's costly and bureaucratic and unnecessary. Um, uh, hard to, uh, a little bit hard to argue this one without having a philosophical, ideological perspective because it does yes. start with what do people yep. deserve, what do businesses deserve, what's good for competition, what's good for people, employees. Yep. It, it, it's, it's messy. Um, all that said, <laughs> I will throw it at you and say, what do you make of it? What's How, how do you feel about what's going on? Oh,
0: it's, it, you, it, it is so tricky, right? I think a good analog here is maybe the NDIS,
1: right? Like, is it? it's a whole other thing, yeah.
0: Is it? No, let's not go too far down the rabbit yeah. hole, but is it a good idea for there to be – um, uh, support for for that part of the community, I think, yeah, absolutely. There, like, I I'm very fa- much in favour of it, and yet at the same time, I can say the execution and implementation and framework is an absolute nightmare. I know you've tweeted about that recently. Oh mate, it's just debacle, bang on the money, debacle. Yeah, Abs- I mean, show me the incentive, I'll show you the outcome, and the incentives are so misaligned with what the end goal should be. And I, and the reason I raise that is that I. Ideologically, and I, it's hard not to sort of comment on this without revealing yeah. a bit of your ideology. But yep. I mean, I, I think a lot of these things, when you look at it, you think, well, yeah, I you know, maybe em- employees do have the right not to be called up at nine o'clock at night mm. from an mm. overbearing boss. Yes. You know, yeah, I yeah. I think that's pretty reasonable. Uh, and and, but at the same time, is the way that implemented all that do is just make it. Much more costly, much more bureaucratic, right. much but, more, yes. you know, we're all worried about productivity. This does not help productivity. And 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 and, and the <laughs> yeah. cynic in me goes, the reality is, is that they're just workarounds. So, so I technically can't do this, but I tell you what, look, mate, if you want this job, I need you right. to be able, I need you to be, pick <laughs> exactly. up the phone. Now, if you don't want to do that, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, but you're not getting the job. And so, what do you what do you do? You go, no, no, no. It's now in a, in a market where where the, the the pendulum is swung in favor of, of workers, mm-hmm. and and there's a million jobs that you can choose from. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe you've got a bit of a say, but in a situation where the uh, the employment market is tight and you don't have much choice, it's like, well, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. So it's sort of like so now we we basically nothing changes except for the employer having this hassle to sort of deal with now and things getting clogged up in the court. So I I can actually see, I can see the, the desire and in a lot of cases, the need for it. But I can also, I, my worry is that the well-intentioned politicians can, can make things worse by implementing it in a poor fashion. I guess is where I stand. And I'm not saying they will implement it
1: in a poor fashion, but that I think is a very real risk and it can be very counterproductive to the goals. That's the bit I really struggle with, mate, because I I think uh, as much as a difference of opinion would be really helpful here because we'd argue with each other or or discuss differently. I I completely agree. I 100% agree. I think it's... um, Even even the legislation. So it's got got to be done. So firstly, there's a question about is it relevant to your job or not? Mm. So, you know, I I don't know. You've got to work that out. And then if it happens, it has to happen repeatedly. Then mm-hmm. it happens repeatedly. You have to discuss it with your boss first. Mm-hmm. And then if your boss doesn't do it, then you can take it to the Fair Work Commission. And the Fair Work Commission can then tell your boss to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. And then if that doesn't work, then the Fair Work Commission can fine the company. Yep. And that's I, I think your point is right. This is it's, it's oh it's just really very j- sorry
0: just very quickly. Please. And by the way, if that is half even halfway along that process, you are never getting a raise. Right. right? You are you are it's over. Yeah. You are yeah. over. Yep. You're over. And so you might have a moral victory in, in the courts, Correct. but yeah. your career at that
1: institution is done. Correct. And, and so, yeah, exactly. And, and by the time you get to that point anyway, the whole thing is probably so toxic. Yes. Uh, you know, it, there, there's a of prohibition. You may not roster the, anyone on on Sunday without paying them time and a half. That's mm-hmm. not a negotiation. That's just, it, it, you know, well, yep. in the award, whatever it is, right? That, that's the rule. That's the rule. So that's what you have to do. Yep. When it's like, well, it might be job related and it has to be repeated. And then what's repeated and how frequently is okay. And by the time you get, as you say, by the time you get to that point, it's done. Now, on one hand, you know, there's there's two ways to look at it. You say, well, hang on. So the boss gets away with it because the employee's not going to complain because their career's screwed. So that's that's not good. True. But how else do you enforce it in a way that makes sense? If you're in a unionized workforce with a really regimented role, that can be written into enterprise bargaining agreements or something where it's like you know if you have a clerical class A position and you work for less than forty five thousand dollars a year your boss may not contact you more than twice mm. that you know again that stuff can be it's a yes no this is what's this is what's in the rules the boss knows the rules the employee knows the rules it's black and white letter of the law stuff mm. once mm. you start to have this sort of discretion I don't think the the intent is bad at all but I'm really really not sure it's even close to doable in, in the law again. I think where this sort of stuff probably belongs is enterprise bargaining agreements for those sort of jobs, yeah um where you can say this is the this is the way this has to work for this class of job with this person in this location mm. this is what's necessary, a generic right to disconnect I mean they do it overseas a couple of countries apparently France and it might be Germany I think mm. but i I just I just don't think it's workable mate. I don't see how it's workable and I kind of uh, it's kind of the same you know I don't know the the <laughs> I I tweeted as well, and I I want to be careful because this gets political real fast, but both sides of politics tend to lose their way the same ways each time. Mm. Not the same as each other, but Mm. the left loses its way the same way every time. The right loses its way the same way each time. And it's, you know, take Howard's work choices, right? Just the overreach there. Yeah. That literally got the election. On the other hand... The, the the labor party tend to kind of over bureaucratize stuff because bureaucracy is the answer for everything yeah it's kind of in the dna and mm. you know i i'm i'm trying to be a pragmatist something in between there is probably you know competition yeah. free competition regardless of regulation without rights is, is rubbish yeah over bureaucratizing something so you have to read a 700 page document trying to try and understand the obligations is also rubbish i don't really even know what's what's in between um yep. It's, yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, I, I, really, I, I really resonate with the intention here. You know, I, I think the people who have pushed for this have have come at it because particularly I, I think there's a lot of exploitation in gig economy kind of jobs and the rest of it. And you yep. look at it and you go, that's wrong. Someone yeah. should do something. Yes. I get the intention, right? And it's like, I don't know what the exact proper settings are, but yeah. I feel as though the more you try to control uh, something and the more specific That's, you yeah, are the yeah, m- yeah. more prone yeah. it is for the unintended Once consequence anyway. yeah yeah, you know uh, like the best the best remedy really is to have a a very um, competitive marketplace yeah it, this is always the answer I always land on this whether it, whatever the problem is it's like the more the more um, the more the invisible hand of the market can do its thing in an uninterrupted, non-crony yeah. capitalist kind of way, yeah, right the, right. the better it is. So, what's the best way? Like, if I, if if workers have a lot of option uh, for employment, then mm-hmm. then employers have to offer really good conditions yeah. because they they need yeah. to attract the right people. Yeah. If there's hardly any opportunity that's sort of out there because we've consolidated to very, very large mega corporations that hold all the power and a regulatory they have, have regulatory capture and all of these nasty sort of perversions of of capitalism. And then it's kind of like, well maybe then we we do need some of these kinds of things in place to sort of counteract that. It there's do you know what I mean? I, I, I do, I do. But then, but even then, I'm, I'm saying, well, okay. Well, how do you how do you make sure that that happens? Yeah, I don't. And, I, and you I, know, the no.
1: the reality is, things like the minimum wage were required because even in 1900, and was it, I can't remember the Harvester decision for those who know that that, that phrase, um, which set the minimum wage in Australia. There weren't big mega corporations. It was a very agricultural economy, mm. within theory. Hundreds of potential employers, mm. and yet the, the the market worked to a degree where the court found. I completely agree with it. For what it's worth, it, maybe some don't. Um, that left to its own devices, the market wasn't paying a living wage. Yeah, and so so there was there was action required. Eight hour day, same sort of stuff. The uh, I'm I'm far from a, a trade unionist, but some of those some of those hard fought wins early in the piece um, had to happen with collective action because the market in itself wasn't wasn't solving it now some people will say well the union movement is part of the market and the market loses all definition at some point so you know mm-hmm. um but, but that collective action or the legislation sitting outside that was necessary so you're right i i, I don't know i i my, my sense is that fewer bigger bl- more black and white um rules are best thereafter yes. you kind of got to say guys i get it but i kinda can't help you with that you know it's difficult
0: yeah, yeah. Again, because of the unintended consequences. Yeah. I, you know, just at the end of the day, you don't fix it. You make everything more complicated, <laughs> yeah, and productivity is right. worse than it was before.
1: Exactly. And, yeah. And the get bigger. Yeah.
0: Uh, and government. We, we we've now got another government department that needs to be funded. You know, and they only grow those things. And, and another couple and, of hundred
1: Fair Work Commission, uh, you know, requests or cases because you got to try and legislate oh or my you know, yeah, Um yeah. And it's one,
0: it's one thing to sort of pick on a a Woolies or a Commonwealth Bank, these mega employers, you know, but, but. The reality is that the majority of businesses are small businesses, and that yeah. accounts for, in fact, the majority of GDP. And it's sort of—it's easy for someone like a, uh, you know, BHP who who has a whole floor of an office exactly. dedicated exactly. to <laughs> HR and the rest of it. It's yeah. another one for yeah. someone running a fish and chip shop. Bloody hell! What, I've got to do yeah. what now? I mean, I'm, I'm desperately trying to keep my head above water here. I'm, yeah. a, I'm employing people. I'm creating value for society, and and yet, and yet, you want me to do this now? It's like oh, help me out here. Motley full Money. For more, subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener.
1: I've said this before. You've done this. You had a cafe at one point. I can't imagine if I... I'm not going to do it, but if I was going to start a cafe tomorrow, between the, the planning regulations, when I can be open and closed, the workplace health and safety, the mm. food standards, mm. the I, oh, I can't so imagine hot. trying to get my head around the number of things I would have to know and do just to open the door on day one and then trying to keep across every change to everything over time and again those rules are there for reasonable i'm not saying they should go away necessarily but it, you know it, it is a really it, it's a massive impediment to innovation and, and new businesses because mm-hmm. the guys are already there know it the ones who are kind mm-hmm. of starting it's like the number of hoops i gotta jump through i'm just not gonna do it i'll I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll not bother you know and again i'm not saying they should go away we need food standards and we need workplace health and safety and we need you know yep. th- there's there's appropriate rules for these things but just the number of them must be just mind-boggling, absolutely mind-boggling. I, 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 I I'm going to say something
0: and then you know, <laughs> tomorrow I think no, I'm completely wrong. So I'm, I'm I'm shooting a bit from the hip here, but I do wonder if it is better to have post post-fact punitive measures rather than um trying to prevent them from happening. Usually in most things you'd say prevention is better than cure. Yeah. yeah. But if, if I wonder if what the solution is, at least in character, is you say, look, largely mm. largely do what you like. But if you are found to have, you know, broken these sort of guidelines, then yeah. there are very serious impacts. So now I don't need to sort of send uh, you know, I don't have to have these huge bureaucracies and regulatory apparatus to, to sort of monitor and try and catch everything before it happens. But if it does happen, you're going to jail or you're suffering mm-hmm. a big fine or your business is going to be, you know, bankrupted or something. That, that, that is a very powerful incentive to do yeah. the right thing. And I don't need anyone looking over my shoulder from day to day. Um, but if and – I, and, I, and maybe I, it's easier for me to get away with things. Yeah. But, but if I am caught, I am toast
1: um as long as those things as long as those things can be understood in advance yeah you know you got yeah. the gotcha rules where it's like there was 85 different rules i i missed the 71st because i just didn't know sure. it existed or whatever and so, on, so now i'm you know i'm in the drink but yes. you're right i think there is <laughs> speaking of getting in trouble you know what, the term i really hate is wage theft oh uh, yeah not because not because i think because i think it's wrong to 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 thieve wages of course it is but we apply it to things where – and take some of those big companies with like, you know, 85 different awards that they've got. And someone's on the wrong award or they've entered the wrong permutation of data in the system. Now, yeah. if it's done deliberately and specifically to try and make money for the, for the employer, then that's absolutely wage theft. Mm-hmm. If it's just, you know what, we just screwed up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not wage theft. It's just, yeah. just underpayment, right? And I think when, when we try and make these terms so incendiary and so, you know, clickbaity and reality TV-ish, to use your term from earlier – it just it just makes it makes a huge huge difference, and I think that's it's something to be just really thought about carefully. Um, mm, mm. Can I read you something? Yes, I I um I've been reading Poor Charlie's Almanac recently, which is the book of kind of some Charlie Munger speeches. And oh, I Munger need to reread that. Yeah, what a great book! It is just it is just brilliant. I. He talks about misery in one of his one of his talks, mm-hmm. which sounds which sounds badly enough and bad enough, and it kind of is. But he basically talks about the fact that you kind of you can't solve for everything. If you do solve for everything, then you can actually create some. To your point before, unintended consequences. So I'm just going to read this um, this piece. I don't necessarily agree with it entirely, but I can't find myself disagreeing with it. And I guess you've got to come down on one side or the other. But here it is. This quote. Take the workers comp- It's a, it's a you know, what's example you'll work, you'll work on. It. Take the workers' compensation system in California. Stress is real, and its misery can be real. So you want to compensate people for their stress in the workplace. It seems like a noble thing to do. But the trouble with such a compensation practice is that it's practically impossible to delete huge cheating. And once you reward cheating, you get crooked lawyers, crooked doctors, crooked unions, etc., participating in referral schemes. You get a total miasma of disastrous behavior. And the behavior makes all the people doing it worse as they do it. So you were trying to help civilization, but what you did was create enormous damage net. Mm. So it's much better to let some things go uncompensated, to let life be hard, than to create systems that are easy to cheat. Mm. I love that. Uh, and I, Well, it, it's hard, right? Because like, the point is, do you, do you or don't you have a workers' compensation scheme? Mm-hmm. And, and frankly you mentioned NIES. I, I remember this when I was t- qu- tweeting about it only, only today um, for exactly the same reason you created this system that is, makes it really 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 easy to cheat now Munger then goes to give an example of a friend who made a product in Texas he moved it to Utah where the Mormons were mm-hmm. and his workers compensation expense went from I'm trying to find it really quick as I scroll here about 10% give or take down
0: to
1: 2% mm. when it moved from state to state and was it any less, any more safe? Maybe. Let, let, let's assume, you know, there might be some element of that. But more broadly, that that very idea of, you know, once you once you remove the culture of that. Mm. then the then the prevalence of it starts to fall. So what do you do? Do you do workers' compensation? Probably. or well, maybe not. And again, it's not just about workers' comp in, well, in Charlie's example, but to your point about what rules do you put in place and what do you try and stop and what are the unintended consequences, yeah. it's really, really, really... There, there is no perfect answer, right? And you will have people at either end of the spectrum yelling at each other and they want their thing, they want their thing. I don't care how much it costs, the workers should be protected. Yeah. Well, I can't afford to pay that. I can't employ people, so I need not to have it. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. Um, I, I will just end your NDIS for a second. is an absolute debacle of a structure where cheating, gold plating, raw teasing is, is absolutely incentivized for a dozen different reasons. And so this is, this is the sort of outcome you get, not because you shouldn't look after people with disability, but because if you structure it incorrectly, once you, mm-hmm. and Charlie's point, he says, this sort of quote, this sort of tragedy is caused by letting the slop run. You must stop slop early. It's very hard to stop slop and moral failure if you let it run for a while, mm. isn't that true? It's fascinating.
0: I, you know, one of the things I picked up there, I think, is a difficult truth to to grasp, um, uh, mm. to really internalise. But it's yeah. one that we need to internalise. Whether it's these kinds of things or just investing and um, economies in general, is that mm. you know we're. Sp- we're apes on a rock hurtling through space in an uncaring <laughs> <laughs> random chaotic universe. And we like right. to think, yes. we like to think that everything, we can control everything and we can't, right? We just can't. There, there is, there is always going to be bad things that happen in the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. And does that mean that you just throw your hands in the air and go, Oh, well, it's just how it is. You know, uh, we should have a purge every 12 months or so, you know <laughs> something like that. I, I'm not saying that, but yeah, but in in an attempt to control what in many cases is uncontrollable, mm. we ended up just making we end up making the situation worse. Yeah, you know, um, and and you get some really really bad outcomes. I you know not really. I'm honestly I'm not trying to um, uh, dovetail in, into this, but I, I think in in trying to protect homeowners for example and certain investments in in that class we pervert markets and make bigger problems down the track Mm. and it's just like well the reality is investing in anything is going to contain risk oh but that's not fair because families are working hard and they're doing this to sort of better their future it's like yep but Mm. but there's risk in that and and that that will always be the case you you can't get rid of risk oh there's there's a there's a massive um Downturn in the economy. The government should come in and, and, and stimulate that and fix that. It's like, mm. Mm, okay, well, they can try. They can put a thumb in into the dam wall and stop that little leak there. But does that does that fix the problem or does that make a bigger problem down the track? Mm. And I I just feel as though I guess I'll, I'll I'll make this more about the the investment side of things. Is that we need to really just understand that. Um who happens to use yes. the appropriate language <laughs> and, well, it and it just doesn't and it always will and it always will and and that's the reality of it and so plan accordingly plan mm-hmm. accordingly because you won't always be bailed out you can't always be bailed out you can't legislate to protect things that nothing bad will ever happen to you because things will and it's and you know what life is unfair the economy is brutally unfair yeah. the systems that we have of all kinds of uh, uh, you know uh, unfairness sort of built into them and let's strive to make it better but understanding that that we we will never get rid of all the wrinkles like that you know am, am i being am i being too no I I, the, well
1: I, you, again you want to have slightly different uh, ideological perspectives on, on how much involvement and what's you know what, what's worth doing and not worth doing and, and what side effects you're prepared to accept but but it's the right question right it's absolutely mm. the right question of you know if, if too, too much, too much medicine can kill a patient. As, as yes. much as not enough, right? There, there is yep. a, there is a there there is a balance to be found. Uh, you and I may never agree on what exactly that balance is, but conceptually, we're both in agreement that you need to be very, very careful about those unintended consequences. Hundred percent, really ugly. May
0: we are dealing with stuff today in twenty twenty
1: four that you can
0: trace the origins back to the GFC. Yes, and, yeah, and you correct, can trace yeah, correct, that yes, back to yes, the yes, tech yes. tech wreck of early yep. two thousand, yep. Uh, and you can trace that back to some of the uh, stimulatory efforts that came out of the mid nineties recession. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, as. As they say, history is just one damn thing after another, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: and uh, you know it's it, it, these things are always bailouts and all of this stuff are always done at least with the veneer of of wanting to do the right thing. <laughs> it's just yeah. funny that it's the it's the the uh, mega rich bankers that get that get bailed out. But anyway, that's that's a whole other kettle of fish. But it, it, there is, I I get pretty firm on the view that. I'm with, speaking of Charlie, I'm very much with mm-hmm. Charlie that you know, cap, capitalism without failure is like Christianity without hell, you're gonna mm-hmm. you, you have to have it, right? Oh, that's really brutal and unfair and people could lose their jobs and their businesses. Like, yeah, but what, what's, the, what's the alternative, right? We, yeah. we the, 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 the threat of failure really sharpens the mind you know, yeah. really makes makes people focus on the downside, not just the upside. Will there be misery and suffering? Yeah, there will be as a consequence of that. But as, as a as a society, I think we are better served, we are more robust. And here's the other reality is like, we'll try and fix it, because you can't. Because by trying to fix it, you just create a much, much, much bigger problem down the track and much, much, much more pain. So it's sort of, that's why I'm sort of saying we have to acknowledge that there are just some really nasty things that can happen in life and business and, and markets. And an and attempt to fix them can, only, can usually, in time, make it a lot worse. And, you know, the rise of populism and all kinds of really nasty things happen in the wake of that. And I, I think we're, we're living through very interesting times Which as that, a consequence yeah. of these things. Yeah,
1: yeah that, that's right. That's right. I, I, and look, I, uh, only for the sake of completeness, I, I agree with the risks. I think, I think they can be ameliorated with sensible proactive, responsible government. And I think probably, you know, the, the the story of the last 30, 40 years can be rewritten differently with different actions taken at different times. Yes, partly with the benefit of hindsight, partly, frankly, just with the benefit of common sense. Uh, when when populist politics and other things take over or hard decisions are ducked, um, you know, there, there's, a, there's a range of... Oh, I won't go any further, it doesn't matter, but there, there's, there, there's a range of uh, outcomes, pressures, mm. actions... Uh, and those things in combination can, as you say, magnify things or ameliorate things. Mm. You should be careful you choose the right one, otherwise they can get can get meaningfully out of control. Yep. Uh, you will you will desperately want to say right now that you know the property market in Australia is part of that, that story, right? The idea of that solving solving affordability by throwing more money at it every time yeah. just makes the fire bigger rather than smaller. And it, it's yeah. not it's not that people shouldn't be able to afford homes. It's just working out how to manage that don't, yeah, a benevolent dictator makes different decisions, mm-hmm. and different policy tools are more effective in the hands of of such a such a person as opposed to people with other incentives. To speaking of Charlie, um, yeah. you know, if, 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 uh, always always follow the money, at, or, or just the broad incentives, not necessarily for monetary, but the, the broad incentives absolutely matter. Yeah,
0: they, they do, and yeah, again. It's just there's no easy answers for this correct. stuff, and, and bad stuff happens, and and it, it just sounds really uncaring. I don't mean it to be, but it's just that that is that is always
1: going to be the case, and there's we're, nothing, we're nothing. We're in you a world can- where correct. We're in a world where there's. I mean, it's same with unemployment, interest rates, and inflation, right? Yes. The RBA knows that cooling inflation means slowing demand, slowing demand have more people out of work. Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the Faustian bargain. You, there is there is no there is no third option now. Mm-hmm. To your point, you would say, well, don't do anything. And that's that's fine too. Mm-hmm. Um, but there isn't there is no there is no solution where everybody's happy all the time no. which by the way why safety nets are important where you just say hey for capitalism to roughly work pretty well for most of the people most of the time some of the people are going to lose from that system and you so you say okay well let's try and make it as painless or as you know as little pain as possible for those who do lose because of a structure we impose on them totally appropriate Mm. the people who say well let's change the system and then it's like okay well show me the better system show me one that works better for mm-hmm. everybody and that's where it falls down Is like well this sucks yes yes it really does mm-hmm. we should have something better yes we should and when you find it let me know until then everything else we've tried so far is worse so just care for what you wish for mm. this is the least worst outcome that's as you say mate we're, we're apes on a rock I love, I love the uh, you've not expressed it that way before <laughs> we have to deal it's, it's not quite laws of nature but it's not far off right? there are, no. there, there are realities to the way our world works, that creates outcomes—good outcomes or bad outcomes—because mm-hmm. that's just that, there is there is no you know what is it? Every action has an equal opposite. It just it just is. Yeah. Right? It just it just is. Mm-hmm. And so you have got to say right. Let's let's find the least worst system, and then let's ameliorate. Because we're nice people, let's ameliorate the the pain for those who aren't going to win. But that's the best we can do. Net, net, as running a system, that that's how you do it, right? There is no, there is no perfect. Oh, let's just make it. If the economists were right, it'd be great. You put all everything in a the efficient markets would be f- fantastic. You put all this in a formula. The Formula works, and therefore a equals MC squared. Oh, great! Secrets of the universe uncovered. Uh, we can fix the economy now. It just yeah. doesn't work that way because it's not a it's not a physical system in the same way that science or maths is is a. Is it's, perfect really in itself. it's really not. It's really mean, not. And
0: here's really the other is. thing as well is that you we. We're not a closed system in this country. Yes. You know, yeah, we are, country. We are 2% of global GDP. We punch above our weight population-wise, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, yep. you know, go Australia. But we're a tadpole in an ocean. Yeah, we are. And, and, you know, y- even with the best policy and, you know, um, we, are, we are a sock in the wind mm-hmm. as to what policy decisions may be made in the US or China yeah. or Europe. And and there's just absolutely nothing that you can do about those kinds of things, and so it's it's just a recognition, I think, of of the of reality. And what do you mm. do about it? Exactly, that's exactly it is. And I think what you do well, for me, I, I'm very big, and we've talked about it a lot. I'm very big on the idea of prepare, don't predict, and mm-hmm. and it's just about you know chipmunks nuts away when they're plentiful they bury them all over the place yeah, they have yeah. they, they they prepare for the future a lot of them won't be dug up again um but they're there if they're needed and i think in now just in time world and uh you know i expect you know a, a theater room in every house and a heated swimming pool and spa it's like we we live right to the edge of of what we're able to do and then we cry foul when something goes wrong because we've got no slack in in the that we have provided for ourselves and then we shout at the politicians that you know you need to fix it for me and i f- it feels like and i think as a parent you you get it more right it's just like i would love for my kids just to I have McDonald's sundays <laughs> you know morning noon, they would love it too kids yes. we're having maccas every single day morning noon and night yep. you can sit in front of a screen mm. do what you like and they would love it you know i would be i would be if, if they got to vote on their parents i would be reelected, mm. you know every every other every day yeah. um I'm probably not doing those kids any favors by mm-hmm. doing that. They're just like, well, there's just consequences. Like, it's it, it, life isn't like that. You know, that's really unfair. Like, yep, <laughs> that's the crushing reality that dawns on you as as you are, as you age, and uh, yeah, exactly. the, the weight of the world crushes your spirit and your will to live. <laughs> and you and uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe this is just my middle aged angst and, and midlife <laughs> crisis, <laughs> sort of speaking. But it's sort of like. It's just how it is. Yeah,
1: Exactly. Man, we've gone we've gone long, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you for another ten minutes because uh, the other thing we need to cover this week is the competition review done by Alan Fells. Oh yes, um, which is a massive topic. We're not going to do it anywhere ten enough minutes. Enough to okay, it's been another hour on it. But um, uh, so the, the most fascinating thing for me so far on this one is the ACTU. We all know that's the Australian Council of Trade Unions. Asked the former ACCC chair, Alan Fells, to do an inquiry into competition in Australia and price gouging in particular. Uh, so, you, okay, the union wants it, Fells does it. Okay, so you kind of imagine. They released the report on Wednesday, Thursday morning. And the first full-throated support was from David Littleproud, the Nationals leader. That was not on my twenty twenty-four bingo card. Uh, it is, it is, it is a hell of a thing when, uh, when the speaking of Littleproud, right? Oh, the union is a Littleproud in the same, in the same, uh, in the same story. So that was that was interesting. And what what really sucks, and I, you and I both do some work with the media. Some really good people in the media. We've talked about that. Um, there's a lot of unfortunate. Uh, headline grabbing with the phrase "price gouging" appearing a lot, mm-hmm. and it's notable that Fell's almost never says "price gouging." <laughs> yeah. um, and you know he says other people are overcharging, so the media grab it. And you want a headline? Woolworths overcharging or Qantas price gouging? whatever you want to go with it. Um, but but so I, I kind of look about. Oh, I just I'm so kind of sick of it. What I did do though was I, I kind of went. Well, actually, I want to see what Fell's actually says. And I'm just gonna read a couple of these things, mate, and get some general thoughts. It's a lot, there's a lot of stuff in that massive report. We're not gonna do it justice. We can do a whole podcast on it, it's not do it justice. So um, what I so a couple the least the least useful in my opinion is his first recommendation, where he says, Establish a national competition and prices commission, which has a standing review of the market and examines the reasons behind high prices. <laughs> <laughs> And he says it wouldn't replace the HFC. It would take some pressure off the regulator. Uh, without a so what? Without a this is what it's going to do. Without a you know really so wheat's expensive uh, or there's not enough competition in airlines. I don't really. It, it may function to put some pressure on politicians to make some changes to competition mm. law or something else. Mm. So there might be kind of a, a tangential benefit. This is that's not the one I I loved. No. Um, but
0: but I, I, just, that's the point we were just making there, right? Exactly.
1: Well, well-intentioned, but
0: yeah, it did, like, yeah. sometimes prices of yeah. wheat is just going to go up, and there's not like a you know someone twiddling yeah. their evil moustache there behind it all. It's a consequence of very real supply-demand dynamics in a, in a market, in a, in a global and and you know ruthless market
1: at that. And, so. and by the way, if you ask a former regulator what you should do, you're probably going to get regulators the as the answer. Yes, but for all for all of that, I actually really loved almost all of the rest of it. So. I'll, I'll, get, I'll read each one and get your thoughts. Uh, next one was strengthen competition law. So this is fascinating. So he wants to strengthen the competition law by boosting the provisions of the merger test to stop more potentially anti-competitive mergers. He wants to reverse the onus of proof in merger cases so that the merged entities have to prove it's good rather than the having to having to prove it's bad. Yes, like that. Introducing a law that means big businesses found to have breached competition law can be broken up and revive the national competition policy the government is currently preparing, as well as shortening the competition provisions, which are currently about twenty thousand <laughs> words long. <laughs> that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Yeah. Happy about um, that or got issues? I mean,
0: I I very, very strongly believe that the antidote to high prices is more competition. <laughs> um very fundamentally. I really believe that. Um yep. in where you get the more market power you have, the more you tr- you trend mm. to a monopoly status. the More potential there is for gouging and yes. and uh, unscrupulous behavior. Yes. The trouble I have, the hesitation I have, is where you draw the line. It's it's very mm-hmm. tricky. So let's look at Bezos, right, um, and Amazon. I mean, yep. have they created value for the world? Well, yeah, I can mm. get something delivered in a day and probably very uh, less than that very uh in the not too distant future Mm. and i pay hardly any prices for that Uh, i I don't pay a very high price for that it's like i think i think all of us are better off because of that and you think well that's that is a consequence of very very large scale Mm -hmm. and you think okay but if 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 we now look around and go oh you've got too much power we're going to break you up it's like okay that seems good but then there are they're going to be costs to that Mm. at the same time so i'm I'm, again i'm speaking intentionally out of two sides of my mouth here because i i i don't know where that philosophically i am with you right but i don't know where you draw you draw the line
1: um uh so i will say quickly mate in this in this piece he's not saying we should break up dominant players he's saying you break them up if they're found to breach competition law uh, okay. It's, a, it's, a, it's okay. almost your, your argument before about the employer who, you know, does the wrong thing and goes to jail because he because he got did the wrong thing and done after yeah. the fact. Yeah. this is kind of one of those ones where it's like you know, you, if you've done the wrong thing, if you've breached competition law. The implications for that business is well, guys, you did the wrong thing. Yeah, here's here's the not not your your uh, Amazon probably is doing bad things. I suppose just because. Oh, I wanted to add that whatever, actually. But... I'm not a fan of some of their workplace practices. Yeah, yeah. you know. But yeah, you know, but if they're, if they're, if it's not if they're not breaching competition law under this rule, they wouldn't be broken up. It only be in cases mm-hmm. where they breach competition law, they've done the wrong cartel behaviour or whatever else they've done that's breached. That then then you can be broken up as a consequence, which mm-hmm. I actually don't yeah. mind. I think it's gonna you know, if as long as you know the rules up front, you play by the rules. There's there's costs, there's fines, there's whatever. Uh, uh, Break up seems like a not unreasonable antidote to a deliberate breach of the law.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, I I, I feel as though if, if you or I were the only two board members of Amazon, right, mm. and our job is very, very specifically to maximize shareholder wealth. Yeah. Um, and you, you look at your business and the competitive advantages you have, you say, like, you know, we should- we should pull the. We, we should use our market power. Why Correct. wouldn't we use our Correct. market power? Yes. That what What is the point of being the king if yeah. you if you don't get the privileges of being the king at the same time? So it's sort of like we can do this. We've
1: almost got a duty in a certain way to do it. But that's, again, that's not breaking the law, though, right? That's what I'm right. saying. There's a difference between using market power and breaking the law. That's mm. I, I'm I'm i really a very hard line. I, I'm okay with anyone using their market power up to the point at which time it contravenes a law. Yeah. Well, you still got to set the line, though. Where, where's, the, where's the line? And there's, there's, yeah, so,
0: it, yeah, yeah.
1: But as long as it's known in advance, I mean, if you, you, you're still something, you go to jail. Okay. You break competition law. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah of, yeah know. yeah yeah. I don't know. The next one no. was. Yep. Uh, okay, go on. No no no, no, no I'm, I'm, I,
0: You've given me. I think I agree with you. Yep. Next one.
1: Uh, no, so I was trying. Wasn't trying to beat <laughs> <individual laughs> you. We're just, doing this live, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making a. I'm forming opinions in real time here. I like it. Increase banking portability. Force oh, banks to 100%. make accounts fully portable. Yes, so customers can switch banks in the same way they can switch telcos and follow and retain their same phone numbers. Follow the regulators' advice to make banks more transparent, comparable, and proactive, and how they alert customers and the public about changes in deposit and bonus rates. Yep.
0: I uh, can I? Can I just say oh, though? Yeah, please,
1: it's not happening.
0: No, <laughs> no, no. no way. Like. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything that I'm going to later regret.
1: So I'll just go with the, the usual. I'll eat my hat if that happens. Um, so no only, chance. Yeah, my my only issue with this, mate, is if you're a if you're a commercial business, if you're a bank. I know. What, let, let's let's. I mean, you know, you have your views on the banks. I have my views on the banks. But mm-hmm. so let's make it about the banks. Let's try and try and leave some baggage at the door. You've you commercial. You built a brand. You built a business. Everything else. When you say to a bank customer, you know, other businesses have, you, you, you love trapdoor moats, right? Your idea of like, how, how yep. is it to move from, you know, this ERP to that ARP. If you made every enterprise resource planning system interoperable, mm. so customers could just move their data at a moment's notice. You did the same with ca- cloud accounting. You did the same with every other part of our lives. Mm. I don't think we'd think it was necessarily fair. And frankly, I don't actually know what it does to capitalism at some point when you effectively make every business a commodity because everything can be moved at a moment's notice, yeah. The the I, I don't know I don't own any bank shares, so I've got no dog in the fight. But I don't know. At some point, you know, at least with the telcos, there's a different network, right? There's a different uh, you move from the Optus network, to the Telstra network, or whatever. You kind of you're getting something different. You got to, You can take your number with you, mm. but there's you know you're signing up for something different. You're paying a different amount based on different uh, fees and charges or benefits or whatever. I don't I don't know. It yeah. makes me a little uncomfortable that we're saying you're we're, we're stripping your competitive advantage your competitive benefits with no compensation or, or you know uh justificat- not justification not justifications. reasons to do it i know it just, it just strikes me a little bit a little bit on, a little bit draconian to say we're stripping mm. away that competitive advantage and saying to you bad luck now deal with it mm. and whatever it does to your profit margins because your customers can move to very easily and X, X X years centuries after banking started, we're now changing this one rule. You, these are multi-billion-dollar businesses. Mm. That to me feels a little bit. I, I don't know how. I, I like people being able to move easily, full portability where you just kind of press the button and go. Oh, I now an ANZ customer. Oh, now a NAB customer. Oh, now a CBA customer. I don't know. I don't know what it does. I, I don't know how. I don't know how reasonable it is mm. in a capitalist society to to remove some of those competitive oh, gosh. Uh, moats yeah. advantages. Uh, Castle walls, whatever you want to use. I don't know. Yeah.
0: It is uh, like, it is a really hard one. Um, I mean, I, my view is that world is coming anyway. Um, right. They, you know, be your own bank. Um, let's not go there. But Thank you. But uh, <laughs> the, the, I, I do think there is – while that is – your comments are generally true for other industries, I, I right. think banks enjoy a very privileged position within our society. I mean, yes. they – they are the gatekeepers of of money yeah <laughs> like the uh, the 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 oil of the economy it it, it is it is such a systemically important Im- industry yes and it is one in this country at least that is hyper concentrated mm-hmm. that i feel as though and it's also one that is that is pretty profitable too yeah. um and more profitable on a margin and i'm just talking you know make up say large billion dollar number and go Ah, mm. oh, that's mm. bad i just mean you know in terms of margins they they tend to do pretty well compared to other international peers i i think that that it, anything that can remove frictions mm. and therefore you now need to compete much more with each other yeah because if you don't People are going to leave, and they're just going to press a button and leave. Now, at the yeah. moment, you can do that. I can switch yep. from CBA to Westpac, and it's, uh, there's nothing stopping me to do that, except I need to go into a yeah, branch a- and open this up <laughs> and do this, and then, and then contact all of and, yeah. yeah it, exactly. It's a nightmare. And you just go, it, nah, it sucks, but I can't be bothered. Yeah. And they know that, and they know yeah. that. So I'm, I'm actually, I actually am in favour of the portability for, mm. for
1: banks. Um, but you're right. It's a slippery slope. Where do you draw the line? It's also So he also made uh, comments about supermarkets. He basically said the government should keep going with the the, um, review they've already announced, which is fine. Also make the grocery code of conduct mandatory and legally enforceable. I want to add that, and I want to talk about that and the banks at the same time, mate, because my only other thought with both those industries, bank margins are already under 2%. Hmm. Supermarket margins are probably 5-ish percent. I don't know who we think pays the bills in some of either of these cases. Uh, you know, if the banks compete harder against each other, maybe we all save a tenth of 1% or something. There's not that much room in their margins for, you know, for savings. Same with the supermarkets. It's like, well, what, what do we kind of think is going to happen? So part of me thinks, yeah, the, you know, more competition is good. I think that's always the case. So I, I, I'm not even saying but or in, except. Or more competition is absolutely good in any of these cases. But at some point, given the, you made the point before about the national network and you, you pay something for that. We pay, I, I wrote, I, you know, I've never really thought about supermarket margins this way before, but effectively we get food for 99% of us, whatever it is, there's a supermarket within a certain drive. So we get we get we get the, the benefits of a supermarket and, and we take it for granted, but think about what that is. And we only have to pay 5% above cost to get that. Is that not the best deal in the world? <laughs> you're paying you're paying a dollar for ninety five cents worth of cost. So all I got to pay is an extra five percent. I get I get like a supermarket, and it's like five minutes away, and everything's there, and it's cold, and it's fresh, and it's reviewed, and it's staffed, and I only pay five percent more than cost for that. Mm. That's brilliant, mm. you know. And so I I just kind of think with those guys and the banks part of me just thinks what what are we we kind of intellectually or sometimes even just you know we kind of want it because we want it we kind of want to have a win and we want to stick it to the bastards and all that kind of stuff i just i don't know i, I i'm not entirely sure what we think we're getting out of it um maybe margins go down a tiny tiny amount does it matter in the overall scheme things? probably not is it all sound of fury for nothing i don't know i'm not sure it's not too close mate or all things we can and we we'll get to energy in a second probably other things we can look at is that is that is how big how big is the is the is the pot at the end of the rainbow? I don't know. It's massive. Yeah, it's a degree. It's question of degrees. I mean,
0: yeah, you know, like and this is the thing with, with fund managers know this very well. Right? So mm, they yeah. they'll go and say, yeah, well, it's only a two percent fee. You know, that's that's hardly egregious. Like, yeah. well, except it kind of is, given that <laughs> when right. you're managing, you know, five hundred yes, yes. billion dollars, you yeah, you, yeah. you cover your costs and then some, and mm-hmm. and to such a significant degree, so it's sort of. I, I, I absolutely get your point, and I and mm-hmm. I I think you're right, but it is it is about setting the framework in place that ensures that competition will do its thing the most efficient way, kind of possible. So mm-hmm. is it you know these aren't like ultra uh, obscene levels of mm-hmm. um, uh, you know taking advantage of of whatever market power you have? Yeah. They're not, but it could probably be better, right? And I and I'm, I maybe I'm going to. Work harder and to offer value for my customers. If I know mm. that they can leave much easier, so I'm still be profitable, right? I have to be because otherwise the whole system fails. And, and at a point, yeah. the, each each competitor is eyeing the other, going, "Well, I'll go as close as I can to to a, to the bottom end of what's possible as a margin, but, but no further because then I'm not viable." Mm. But it but it drives me in that direction. Where at the moment I can probably sit a. Decent distance away from that, just because I can.
1: So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that. it's hard. It is, uh, mate. W- energy. Um, so this is interesting. I, I completely agree with him. I, I don't. I've got to say it. <laughs> His first uh, first suggestion. I get no context for, so I can't even have a view on this. Uh, review the wholesale energy market, which makes sense. To see whether it should be redesigned or switched to a system of capacity market like in the US and Western Australia. I have no idea what that means. Uh, so I'm not going to... Other, other than we should we review the whole energy market. Yes, absolutely. This is interesting, though. Give ASIC, the Australian Securities and Investments Commission, a direction to investigate the energy derivatives market to ensure players are not misusing their positions. Uh, I have a suspicion... You know what's interesting, mate? This is where you kind of go private versus public provision of that kind of stuff. Mm. In the past, governments would have absorbed the swings on raw material price. The right? coal price went up and down the government didn't need to make a profit every year. And so they just kind of absorbed the, the impact, right? So the energy price were reasonably flat and stable, even though the price of oil or coal might have fluctuated. <coughs> Excuse me. A little bit like the RBA making money on their, on their, you know, currency. Just it's, it's, It kind of just, it would have fluctuated within public hands. Now, in theory, you'd hope they would have covered the costs over time. and you know, But there's this straight line, right? And the zigzag above and below it. They make some money and make a lot of money some years, make massive loss another year, kind of nets out. Mm. Um so while fells talking about the you know checking the derivatives market, which I'm sure it, derivatives, well, with energy futures, right? So basically, the company's bet on what the price might be. I'm not entirely sure we haven't just created like all these other artificial markets, a way for the investment bankers to skim a, a bit of money off the top. Think about this: the NDIS. Think about um water rights uh, <laughs> what else am i missing this there's a million of the of, uh, the ets emissions trading scheme carbon credits oh yeah you know all these things are just artificial markets created in theory because people believe that markets are best and often as we've just said they are just not always um i don't know uh, energy this market enough the right uh, idea look,
0: I, i'm i'm hmm, i mean i once many years ago tried to look into that and ugh, <sighs> i'm just not smart enough that is yeah. gosh that is so complicated but it is um same with options and futures right like Mm -hmm. they're just degenerate gambling for the most part that's correct Correct.
1: but but (laughs) dress up in nice suits yeah you
0: know but but they're they're, that started for very good reasons because farmers wanted to yes hedge away some of their i'm going to grow a crop i don't know how much i'm going to grow i don't know what the price of wheat is going to be I will I will take a contract and I will hedge that. It means I lose any potential upside beyond that point, but at least I'm, I've got, I have got I can operate with some certainty. And there'll be someone on the other side of that trade who's happy to sort of take that bet, and that's a good thing. And they're not speculating on the price of wheat, the farmer. They they they're doing that because they're trying to lock in certainty and the market has created a product that helps them do that. And mm. and I think I'm actually very open to that. I think people who use those contracts are doing so for very sensible reasons. Um and I think that's probably the same. When you look at a retailer who has to deal with a lot of fluctuations in in demand and supply, and all of this stuff. It's like we're not we're not gambling here. We're trying to very sensibly hedge our exposure and give the business a little bit of certainty. Um, but but there's a big spectrum of of that very sort of reasonable standpoint through to no, I'm just taking a punt because I can, and I'm on a trading desk, and I'm going to try and make some money. Um, where's the line drawn i don't know <laughs> i don't yeah, know same, thing, same yeah. thing
1: um let's try and get these other other th- ones pretty quickly um stop paying more for electric vehicles i don't know this feels like a bit of a um, a sop to the kind of cool kids but apparently there's a restriction on parallel importation of electric vehicles and apparently we might be able to buy them 10 grand cheaper if we uh, if we didn't do that and it benefit the environment I, I don't really know the context of that one Seems like if it's unnecessary, it's unnecessary. I assume there might be reasons to ban parallel importation of EVs, but I don't know what it would be. Yeah, I'll take I'll take Fels's word I, on that one. I, I,
0: yeah, I don't I don't know enough about it. Yeah,
1: um, keep a close eye on early childhood education and care. Give the competition regulator the power. This is by another one another um, artificial market that's been yes. screwed up. Give the competition regulator the power to investigate pricing decisions made by the for-profit providers to ensure they're not involved in gaming the system. Have the competition regulator continuously review price in disability care, disability support, and aged care. Kind of gets the NDAS thing. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Yep, yep. This one that's fascinating, regulate airport prices the same way other utility prices are regulated. Take advantage of the existing aviation review by removing international and domestic restrictions on competition, reviewing your remaining restrictions under the Treasury-led competition policy review. So basically, set, set uh, airport prices and remove any restrictions on other airlines flying to and from australia and around the country that's that's big for, for the sun that comes at the end we've had massive restrictions on domestic international airlines for years and years and years the government basically hands out slots we had the qatar airways thing not long ago um this would take all that away if Fells gets what he wants uh seems pretty reasonable to me
0: yeah yeah I, I think in- so too yeah yeah well i mean airport infrastructure is interesting uh, anything that has a Natural monopoly is. Yeah. I, I'm more for regulation. The closer we get to that end of the spectrum, yep. be, be, you, 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 we've said before, it just does not make sense for me to have 12 different companies providing you know electricity to my house. I mean, a whole you know it is in power lines infrastructure because yeah. yeah. then the, the streets are just covered in wires. It doesn't make sense for us to have four airports next to each other to foster competition. They, they are right. natural kind of monopolies, and so yeah, I I think that that in this instance, it it's it seems reasonable.
1: Last one is studying medical specialist fees, which is pretty much all he said. <laughs> just do it. Um, I, I assume there's a, an expectation that maybe there's some uh, profiteering or, or collusion in specialist fees. I don't know. I don't know the context there, but that would be probably worth doing, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah,
0: again, I'm just going to make some ill formed comment. I can't. Fault the intention, but I'm not close enough to it to know whether that's a whether there is a a problem that needs fixing or not.
1: Mm -hmm. I don't know, but apparently the ACTU and the Nationals agree. So that's that either means they've got it absolutely right, or God help all of us. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, there you go, mate. We are we are. This is the longest podcast by a decent margin. We will wrap it up here. Um, folks, thank you for listening. Thanks for spending a bit of time with us. Uh, hopefully it was interesting. Uh, there's so much happening this week and hopefully we got through a decent chunk of it and uh, gave you some thoughts and some ideas. I haven't public- publicized the for all that occurred to me during the week. So follow Andrew on Twitter at Sage underscore Simeon and at Strawman Invest. Go to strawman.com as well, of course. You can follow me on all of the socials other than Facebook at TMF Scott P. On Facebook, I'm forward slash Scott Phillips Money. Until... Next week, or Sunday, actually, I should say. You come back Sunday? You know it. Good. Full on. Cheers.
0: The Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. General advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener. The Motley Fool operates under Financial Services License 400691.